Hi, all. Thanks so much for joining Speaking of Making Healthcare Work for You, Different Perspectives and Empowering Solutions. I'm Stephanie Fields, joined by my co-host, Dr. Apoor Gupta, and today we welcome Craig Allen Ahrens, who is the SVP of Strategy and Growth at CareRev. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. So I'm really excited to learn about what CareRev does, because you help fill the need that healthcare providers have whenever they don't have the full capacity, but you're really focused on tapping into that local market, making sure that everybody's ready and they can just hop right in. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what CareRev does and what makes you so different? It's very timely, but uh, we were around pre-COVID and COVID has exacerbated this need for clinical staff. Just to give you some context, I'm a former um, healthcare executive and consulting leader that focused around operational leadership and delivery of staffing resources. And I was very frustrated um, for a, a number of points in my career because I was stuck in this, like many other healthcare leaders, in this full-time equivalent box where I only had the opportunity to either hire more people, change skill mix, do overtime, or go out to outside purchase labor resources that were very expensive and not always dependable. And sometimes the quality was somewhat questionable. So as I started to look at other industries and research what are called labor marketplaces that are curated locally around a business um, and patient population, I found a company um, that was doing this for the outpatient arena in some small hospitals and got to know the founder and his passion and his know-how as a former ICU nurse inspired me to test this at um, some of my health system clients. And it worked. We figured out how to make it work in healthcare systems. And what is it that we do? We help you build labor resiliency by building a dependable on-demand, locally curated staffing model for RNs, CNAs, MAs, et cetera, to work how they want, when they want, at the, at the cost they want. And it is a mechanism for which they get to know you and you get to know them and you can recruit them. This is fundamentally a different business model and a labor model partner than say a traveler agency or a VMS MSP who are focused on primarily doing travel. And that is not a sustainable model. We want you to have a stable curated local pool of people because not everyone wants to work full time. One in five people, according to the Washington Post, are thinking about quitting or working part time. The New York Times talked about yesterday or the day before how staffing shortages are leading to patient deaths. We offer a mechanism to identify a latent supply of people and make it effective supply by reducing that friction through a technology platform that enables you to activate it locally. And that's what's different. That's fascinating, Craig. Uh, there's so many questions that are actually already going through my head. Uh, but but one th you may be the place to start. You mentioned curated a few times, and I think it sounds like it's a very specific uh, idea that you're trying to bring about. So let's dig into that. What does curated really mean here in this context? So we actually take your onboarding and credentialing um, platform and mechanisms and digitize it 
to first provide a layer of transparency in order to even curate a pool of people locally. Because a lot of times those hurdles are very significant and there's not much know-how in terms of how long it's going to take. It may take 16 weeks to get onboarded at your facility. And it varies. I mean, we have a perspective across the country by doing this over and over again. It varies from anywhere from six weeks to 18 weeks for the same professional category with not many differences in terms of licensing, onboarding requirements, and state requirements. Why is that? There doesn't need to be a reason for that. And we help provide that transparency through our platform and transparency around price. We pass that along to a professional market. So once we have that transparency and that, that friction reduction by working with you over a very short time period, digitizing and onboarding credentialing, transparency around price and what your requirements are, like everything from color scrubs to what, what the unit's like to where they need to park. We put that on our platform for, on the app so that the professional could see it. We then go to market and hire our core people that never ever would have considered working on demand or per diem for a healthcare provider because they have full-time jobs or they're retired or near retirement or they're a young professional working full-time someplace else um, or even part-time someplace else or they exited the, the industry altogether and they still maintain their credential but are willing to work one to three shifts. These archetypes of people exist in every market. And every time I get the question from our partners at first, how do you find people and we don't? We offer a path, a technology platform for them to interact with you the way they want, on their terms, at a price, to get to know you, to be a partner with you in a local curated pool. We curate that and foster those ideas and get them to work with you on a more consistent basis, two times a month, three times a month, et cetera. That's fundamentally different. These people get to know you. They are part of your labor pool. They're not a one-off staffing agency or traveler company. They get to know you. Consistency, quality, and reliability are what we foster for our technology platform. What are some of the success stories that you've seen doing this? Because you've definitely, you know, focused on the local aspect, focused on tapping into these people and giving them a chance to excel where they may not have been doing anything. You know, they want to work in this field, but they haven't been able because nobody's willing to utilize their skills in the way that your team is helping them do. And it all ultimately comes down to patient safety and patient health, as you told us before, that with people, patients are actually dying because of the lack of staffing. And so, so what are some of these success stories that you've seen through the work that you've done at KREV? Right. So um, we have many clients. Um, during the height of COVID, we had a client um, on the East Coast that started with us that had the traditional partners that I was talking about. And we exceeded expectations. In fact, we're one of the primary first levels of defense in terms of surges in demand, meaning through COVID, flu, or what have you. And we have curated successfully thousands of shifts around this healthcare provider in one of the highest COVID red states that are out there. And when I say red state, I don't mean politically um, you know, disadvantageous. I mean, 
just having more laxity around the laws around COVID um, that leads to higher patient demand. And we also did this pre-COVID in a market in the Northern Midwest or Upper Midwest where it's the same fundamental issues. I can't find enough good workers. I want to engage with people the way that they want to be engaged around. And I want to build more labor resiliency in a more cost-efficient way on terms that uh, how people want to work, when they want to work. And our model, our technology platform enables that. Because uh, Craig, you know, this is something I think you've probably already covered, but maybe the question is still ringing in my head. Uh, because you're trying to do this to help enable uh, the the, uh, the uh, environment and the approach for the way the employee employee wants to work, uh, does that therefore make it more disadvantageous for the employer? Uh, because now they they just have to expand their pool out to a, a greater number of people, uh, and there those people may may work may not work. Uh, they're kind of not really sure, you know, who they're getting on the other end of the labor market. So does that uh, wind up, you know, putting the employer, your client, potentially at a, in a more precarious uh, position, uh, or is this just a, a way of the future? So the precarious nature that you're talking about is one of those um, myths that we burst. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? We have a, a, a very robust clinical pool of people who are experienced in the industry, um, nursing leaders, healthcare leaders that vet every professional using your standards, JCO certified. We have skills assessment tests that are based upon real life clinical situations done via Zoom interview. These mechanisms that we do, we have a higher clinical quality threshold to recruit people than most places I know, but we're able to do that because we have a bigger funnel through our technology. They refer their friends and they come in and we have a spread out labor pool across the country of people who support us that are clinical leaders to do these interviews, right, effectively. So that's number one. Number two, in terms of, um, you know, not helping, I don't see how finding more staff doesn't help in, the, in this environment or post this environment. Helping serve the patient needs on and enabling how people want to work in the 21st century, we should be fostering that, not, not disencouraging it. Um, people want to work on their demand, um, and how they want to do it. And, you know, there's a lot of folks that, that are near the end of their careers. If you look at the statistics and profiles of some of our clinical staff and leaders, they're, they're entering the late, latest stage of their life and COVID's helped make them rethink what they want. And what we want to do is offer those people an ability to work safely and uh, effectively and, and be paid what they're worth, basically. And that's the other thing. We don't want to charge for things that aren't necessary, overhead or et cetera. Technology enables us to have limited overhead. So that, that's how we're able to get CNAs, medical assistants, surgical techs, other ancillary professionals on our platform that other folks aren't able to do locally to balance your skill mix. There are some places that nurses are sitting in this environment next to the patient on full-time travel contracts. 
I can't think of a worse way to waste resources than to have a highly skilled nurse not leveraged to their highest ability sitting, just doing sitting next to the bedside where a CNA could do that. And we offer a path to do that. Do most of the people who go through your system, do they remain in the flexible capacity or do a lot of these people end up transitioning to the health system? Because you've said a lot about how you really focus on helping these people get to know the health system down to the color of the scrubs and the culture at the company, at the healthcare system. So where do they stay? Do you find that most of them are pretty happy in that capacity and being able to flex back and forth as they need around their life? Or do they say, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm so glad that I got to know them and ease in and then transition to work. I would say that it depends upon the market and the professional subtype. Uh, in general, um, CNAs tend to like working on demand um, in different environments. The nursing subspecialty types, um, if they work locally, especially, they get recruited quite often after being on our platform. Um, but the point is, is that we offer that flexibility and that option so that people have the right to choose and you have an ability to test them before they come on full time because we both know that it's not just clinically, but culturally they fit your environment. And this, this avenue offers an ability to develop that rapport over time and consistency and reliability and resiliency. And that nobody else is able to do that that I'm aware of the way that we're able to do it because we combine the best of technology, know-how from Silicon Valley. And I used to run for the hills whenever I heard that as a healthcare executive with healthcare know-how from our team that actually worked in labor performance and understands the unique problems that C-suite leaders are facing in health systems in a way that's very compelling. So that ability of our technology to be the, the, the kind of anchor that differentiates us with the know-how around it has made us very successful. One thing that uh, is coming to me, as we talked about earlier before, uh, you know, in, in a different setting is, uh, does competition play into this at all? You know, if I'm a, a, a client of yours and now I'm accessing uh, people in my community through the resource, but then my competitors are also accessing the same resource. And then are we just engaging in some sort of a price war against each other? Uh, you know, or do you have a different way of making sure that, you know, that uh, you're, you're managing the competition locally? So those dynamics have been exacerbated by traveler and staffing agencies and by the lack of supply, right? And that lack of supply, so healthcare system XYZ, say there's three healthcare systems in a typical market, mid-tier market. One health system goes, I'll pay you $10 more, and another one goes 15, and another one goes 20, and another one goes 25, right? This keeps on escalating. What we effectively do is we enter and we partner with an anchor system our preferred partner and that partner, you know, that they are our person, right? Um, and we grow around them. And as we grow, what we find is that that price, that target price to get supply is different than those other mechanisms that the price wars, because these are people that already may have jobs or are retired and they work locally. Why do I need to do a travel contract or something like that? And that's fundamentally different. So that's number one. Number two, we 
fundamentally look at price as a range based upon need and timing and specialty and market. And we have a, a pricing index that we look at tying the best price for your target fill at the time that you do it so that you're not overpaying or underpaying in order to attract the right professionals. And we work very hard with our clients through our technology to do that. When we first ramp up, it takes us generally, you know, about two to three weeks to ramp up. Or we'll, we'll, if you're willing to move fast with us, we can do it faster, as fast as you want or as slow as you want when, when we join with you. Um, we add on other partners after the anchor in a market. Um, and those partners get the benefit of a collective pool of staff that is now transparent across all entities that are working within the pool. They get the benefit of network effect, if you know what I mean. Meaning people can work multiple places, different venues, different systems. And, you know, the price is transparent across all three. It's no longer competing against each other. It's more of mar true market supply demand. It's clear that whenever you're talking about this, that it matters a lot to you and you've really thought about every aspect of it and your overgrowth and strategy. So getting more and more is obviously important to you, but you've said, you know, you have a consultant background, you could have mm -hmm. done that and, you know, made a lot of money doing that, but you were really inspired by the mission of the founder of CareRev. So tell us why does this matter to you? And why is this such a personal mission for you and for the company founder? I've been in so many different situations and consulting where you're brought in to help an organization improve its efficiency and its patient care. This offers a way to do it more effectively and efficiently, given the market supply dynamics that are happening across the country that are only gonna get worse with baby boomers and what have you, okay? You're, we're already seeing it beyond COVID. I wanted to be a part of something that mattered that was beyond just money, that really made a difference in patient lives, that could leave something behind that would truly change the industry. And I had a unique understanding of um, the dynamics of healthcare systems who really want to change and innovate. There's not, I mean, put aside all the, the notions that healthcare executives are dinosaurs and don't understand innovation technology, total utter nonsense that is being pervaded by outside industry people. They are some of the most advanced healthcare um, people I've ever met and, and leaders in the management field for any industry. And I've seen other industries. They want tools, but they understand that, that they need easy tools that are effective that stand up easily. Ours is a web and mobile-based platform exactly for that reason. It doesn't need to integrate per se. We can, but we don't need to do a heavy integration. We, we want to make it as easy as possible for healthcare executives to get labor. And that's resonated. These people, these C-suite leaders and local nursing leaders see this work and it's amazing. It's game-changing in terms of helping patients. And not and as well as cost efficiency, because that's what I mean, we have to do more efficient labor distribution over time because the reimbursement is going down. But 
at the end of the day, we're able to service patients with high quality people. And that's what it's all about. And that's why I chose to come here because the founder inspired me in that way and convinced me. And I actually saw it work with my clients. Inspiring. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciated learning all about Care Rev and the amazing work that you're doing. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you all for watching. Bye-bye.